0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News
1: Talk. Now, yesterday we got a shocking insight into the misconduct of Boris Johnson's cabinet during the COVID nineteen pandemic. And joining us with the latest from that inquiry in London is Ender Brady. Ender, good morning.
0: Good morning, Pat. From a very windy, rainy London. Good to speak to you.
1: Uh, So Storm Kieran has has touched you a little bit in uh, the British capital. Now, uh, this is extraordinary stuff. (laughs) Reading the reports this morning of the testimony of Helen McNamara, the former Deputy Cabinet Secretary, it's quite extraordinary. Nuclear levels of overconfidence in Boris and his buddies.
0: I mean, who would have thought it? It's a great phrase that she gave to the inquiry, nuclear levels of confidence, but... You know, anyone who spent five minutes around Boris Johnson will tell you the overconfidence when it comes to everything. He has this phrase he uses every day of his life, world beating. And I think, you know, when you've got someone like him in charge, as he was during the pandemic, you know, that filters down, it filters out. And everyone else in the team begins to feel the same. And then you've got a health secretary like Matt Hancock, who was in charge then. And there was no preparation. There was no level of preparedness. He's going into cabinet meetings, according to Ellen McNamara, telling people that everything's grand, everything's fine. And she recounts, he's a big cricket fan, Hancock. And she recounted one tale, one anecdote of him being in conversation with her outside the door to the cabinet. And she was asking him how things were, meaning this is not good. And she said that he took up a batsman's stance as if he was playing cricket and he said to her, they bowled them at me, I knocked them away. And, you know, anyone who has any kind of insight into Westminster, we all knew things weren't great, that this was, you know, a, a government of Brexit here. It was the, basically the ruins of the Conservative Party because all the smart people had left after Brexit. And, and here it's all being played out now in this inquiry.
1: Matt Hancock repeatedly uh, told lies, he misrepresented uh, the facts to, to his colleagues and everyone who'd listen. Now, uh, she made the point, Helen McNamara, that basically uh, most of them came from a very privileged background. And so they had too narrow an experience to really understand what was going on in the greater world.
0: Yeah, I think that was a very valid point she made. I mean, Johnson's a millionaire, so is Hancock. Half the Cabinet are multi-millionaires, and they've no real experience of what it's like to be a single parent, what it's like to to have numerous children and no money, and and domestic abuse issues. You know, she was rightly flagging up all of these different situations that these privately educated, middle-class, middle-aged white men would have next to zero experience of. But, you know, McNamara is not without sin here as well. You know, she was the one who had the great idea to bring a karaoke machine to a party in Downing Street during lockdown when, you know, you weren't allowed to say hello to your neighbour. So, you know, she's not without sin.
1: Yeah, now she said there was never a day when the COVID rules were actually followed.
0: Yeah, shocking. Everyone knew this. I mean, as soon as this started filtering out, I remember going to my wife's best friend's funeral and 10 people were allowed into the room. My wife went in. I had to stay in a car park, socially distanced. And I remember just thinking, this is absolutely terrible. And, and so many people, millions and millions of people followed the rules. And we now know that there was freely cases of alcohol being brought into Downing Street, karaoke machines. And you know, Johnson, you, the worst prime minister at the worst possible time in British history. And and that's what the inquiry will find.
1: Now, Helen McNamara, she did uh, fess up to that karaoke machine. She apologised for that. But she did actually go to Johnson and say, as a country, we are effed. Um, And, uh, you know, he didn't pay any attention to that. But it seemed on her part there was a realisation that things were not going well. Uh, For her pains, she was labelled with the C word by Dominic Cummins. And what was going on as number in number 10, she described as a, a superhero bun fight.
0: Yes, yeah, so, so basically a Bullingdon club in politics. You know, the kind of male macho behaviour that these guys used to get away with at Oxford University and Cambridge, all playing out in real time. You know, very, very few female voices in the British government. And any women that were there were talked over, belittled and this kind of, as you've seen play out repeatedly with this country, this uber-confidence, and you, you give it a rattle, and it's, it's basically foundations of sandpat. And sadly, for tens of thousands of people across the UK, it played out really badly, and they lost their lives because of this overconfidence.
1: This is a little clip of uh, Helen McNamara. Uh, she expressed her disappointment in Boris Johnson's failure to react to Downing Street's toxic culture and the misogyny that she herself experienced from senior cabinet members.
0: The inquiry has heard evidence of of the repeated use um, of extremely crude language in, for example, WhatsApp sent between members of the Downing Street team. Was that, do you think, uh, one aspect or perhaps a product um, of that type of toxic culture that you are
1: reporting on in your review? It was definitely a toxic culture. It's
0: disappointing to me that the Prime Minister didn't pick him up on the use of some of that violent and misogynistic language. It's just miles away from what is right or proper or decent or what the country deserves.
1: And she talked about the handbrake turns done by Boris Johnson, who didn't understand that your job in governing is to choose. In other words, to make decisions and stick with them. But he did those handbrake turns. Um, The the curiosity of the hairdryer cure for Covid, I think, is quite entertaining.
0: Yeah, look, if if it wasn't so serious, this would be the stuff of the next kind of series of Little Britain. We remember Donald Trump sitting beside America's top scientist, a woman doctor, basically, and he was talking about exploring the possibility of injecting detergent into your veins to fight COVID. Remember that? Mm. Well, we now learn that Johnson had found on YouTube a video of a guy who was using a hairdryer to blow hot air up his nose and claiming he'd found a cure for COVID. Johnson shared this on a WhatsApp group with the top scientific brains in the United Kingdom and was asking their feelings about this. Was it possible that you could destroy the virus by using a hairdryer? This is the British Prime Minister sending this clip on WhatsApp to the top scientists in the country. You know, you could not make this up, Pat. That's how bad it was. But look, Johnson will give evidence. He will have his say in December. Um, There will be lots of bluster, there will be nuclear levels of confidence, to quote McNamara, uh, and, you know, the taxpayer funds all mm-hmm. of this. And in about a year's time, we'll get a report back from the inquiry telling us everything we already suspected.
1: Mm. Yeah, his his life was totally shambolic. He had a divorce to finalise. He was grappling with financial problems from his uh girlfriend now wife carries spending on the number 10 apartment uh, which was going to be funded by somebody else an ex-girlfriend making accusations um, and then he took time out to finish a book on Shakespeare
0: yeah so he'd already had the advance so anyone I've I've known and been following Boris Johnson around the place we live in the same neck of the woods in Oxfordshire I see him all the time he's moved in just up the road from me Um, look money is always an issue He has a chaotic life, a chaotic personal lifestyle, and there's always bills to be paid. So he'd had the advance from the publishers for the book. Presumably, he's burnt through it, and the publishers are saying, where's our book? So at the start of the pandemic, the Prime Minister takes a full 10 days off to go write a book about Shakespeare. Honestly, I mean, at some point, David Williams and Matt Lucas will sit down and make a comedy out of this and... Those who didn't lose people in the pandemic will possibly raise a smile.
1: Andrew Brady, thank you very much for uh, joining us from London. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.